Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. up everybody welcome back to another edition of the phnx rising podcast brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook my name is ramon chavez super happy to be back here alongside me is my partner owen evans and back there we got edwin perez so we got the whole crew tonight how are we, we doing we fellas? thought that we were going to get rid of, of edwin you know that was i thought that we clarified that last week when we had sean in here right he was no, here I, to replace you edwin. i thought he was getting no. rid of me last week because he took this chair no no no, no you're no. not gonna stop me edwin not that no, easy i promise I'm, like I'm here. i made it very <laughs> made it very clear i was not here to replace ramon <laughs> i was just here to fill in his shoes and uh Happy to see the boys are all back together, especially yes, after a good preseason doubleheader that we all were there at. There. A chilly preseason, at least, You're at right. least to me. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, very happy to be back here. We have a lot to talk about today, uh, but before we get to that, I do want to let you know, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to like, share, and subscribe this video. It really helps us out. Uh, we see our Twitter numbers are skyrocketing as well, so make sure to follow us there if you haven't, and it just helps us out, you know, bring more people in, talk about rising before the season starts and we all just have a good time here on the show so appreciate that um all right so we have a big show for you guys today we'll be discussing uh friday's double header uh between rising and valley united and detroit city fc uh we did get some info on the 2022 jerseys that are coming out so we'll talk about that a little bit later on uh also uh owen has a us us open cup update for us as well and by the end owen is doing all the work to, uh, this show he has some treats for us so we're gonna be uh enjoying some some really good treats right well yeah, as long as you don't call them cookies again like you did on twitter <laughs> uh, 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 they're not i so. apologize for yeah. that sincerely but all right let's go ahead and get started with the show y'all um friday again they had a double header over there at wild horse pass it was a great time over there um rising scored five goals on valley united very great game um you know i know you and uh edwin over there were busy creating these highlights if you guys haven't seen them Go to our Twitter page because they're all there. Fantastic job by these two. Um, and Rising came out with the lineup of Lunt and Jai Levin, a trialist, uh, Darnell King, Kalistri, Saijas, Rodriguez, Moore, Hurst, and Antwi. And again, they won by the score of 5-0 to zero over Valley United. So a lot to talk about this game. But before we talk about that, let's hear what Rick Schantz had to say after the game. Um, 
Well, I thought the the first game uh, we were very very good when we played simple at one and two touch. I thought the ball movement was fantastic. Um, you know, it was helpful to go and and to watch uh, Valley United and to kind of understand a little bit what we were expecting as as far as their style of play. And Detroit, we had no idea what to expect, and they were in a three-five-two. So it was. Uh, we hadn't even talked about how to break down a, a 3-5-2, so I think tactically we were struggling in the first half. And some of the guys, um, you know, I think Channing, this was a big step up for him and a big challenge. And and Ryan was, you know, he struggled in the first half, but um, came on and, and had the right mentality in the second half. So um, overall, a great experience. I think the best thing for me tonight was to see our our uh, 17 and 18 year olds get to play the last 15 minutes, and you know, <laughs> with such confidence, it was so awesome for them to move the ball. And we were praying that they were going to get that last chance and score the goal to win it. That would have been pretty awesome. So um, I, I got to speak to all of them and tell them how proud I am to watch them play and to play in this environment against a team like that, and and to play with such confidence is is amazing, you know, and it's it's moving in the right direction for Phoenix Rising, and I think the future is even brighter. Awesome. So some great thoughts there by Rick. Um, Owen, you were at the game over there. Uh, what were your your thoughts overall against that uh, against Valley United? I think the the main thing to to really be honest that was my main takeaway from it was that Valley United were worse than I expected. Um, that, that might sound harsh, right? This is a team, again, we went into that game, we knew nothing about them. We mm-hmm. didn't know who was going to be playing for them, any of that. They were poor, um, very, very poor. And that's a team that we are going to see uh, again this season because of the Open Cup. And I think that my main takeaway, if anything, was that if that Valley United team that we saw mm-hmm. is the one that we're going to see in April in the Open Cup, then I am not really inclined to accept any excuses for an early departure this year. I think that, you know, they just were completely outplayed. Uh, yeah, Rising, which is on a complete different level. And it wasn't even a team that was full of rising starters necessarily. There mm-hmm. were some out there, yes. It was a kind of mixed bag. I know Rick kind of spoke about that. You know, he didn't necessarily want them segmenting into groups on that day. He wanted them to be a bit more mixed up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if Rising can put out a half first string, half second string team and just steamroll them over 75 minutes in the way that they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's told us all we should expect for the Open Cup. Yeah. No, and I agree. When it comes to their matchup in April, uh, like you're saying, I completely agree. There shouldn't be any excuses uh, with them not being, able, not being able to get to the third round. So, Valley uh, United... Uh, Again, we don't really know anything about them. Looking at them on the field against rising players, I physically rising are way like on another level. Uh, technically, systematically, you could see it as well. And they really didn't really have that that much of an issue handling them. There were five goals. Uh, first one was by Joey Calistri. Second one by Arturo Rodriguez. Two by uh, by Richie Richmond Antwi, and Greg Hurst uh, had the the final one. So. Uh, any anybody in particular that I, I know everybody played well, but anybody in particular that kind of stood out to you while you were watching the game? I really like that pairing up up at the top. Mm-hmm. I think that they played very well off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were a lot of times. I mean, Greg, Greg got two, you know he didn't just get one goal; he got two assists in there. Yeah, I think that that game is something that we've been waiting to see Greg Hurst play in a way that really stood out. Mm-hmm. In that game, he really stood out. Yeah. 
Okay, he was so instrumental to. I mean, it, as I said, it was three goals, right? Mm-hmm. One with one that he scored, two with the assist. It, you know, I think that we should be really looking to him to have a chance. And I know Rick actually said about you know this this week that he thought you know that maybe there's a chance that that he, we will actually see Greg Hurst with the first uh, string mm-hmm. out there as the number nine. So. I think that at the moment, Greg Hurst has he kind of staked his claim there that he wants to have yeah. that that starting role. Yeah, and you saw him because him and, and Richmond were, if Richmond was staying up top because they were playing like a 4-4-2 system, Hurst would drop down if there was a gap right in the middle just to receive the ball and be able to turn and feed him or spread it out to the wings, which I really enjoyed. And you can really see his prowess when it comes to having the ball on his feet because he had no issue getting by three, four defenders at a time. And setting up his teammates, so I really appreciated that. What did you think of uh, Jonathan Lebing in the back, starting as a center back? I think it's something that's hard to tell a huge amount, and it's going back to the very first point I made about this game, which is that the talent gulf was quite well, it felt vast mm-hmm. on the night, mm-hmm. um, and to a degree, a, a professional footballer should be able to, to kind of put in a shift as a makeshift in another position, yeah. especially if they're up against t- players that are significantly inferior which is what it felt that night mm-hmm. um i think that he, he could fill a role in there it wasn't something you know whenever rick was asked about it he didn't seem too much like as though that's really gonna happen mm-hmm. it was more of a a one night kind of thing yeah. um i think from my perspective I, i'd rather withhold judgment on that until i can see him playing against a higher caliber of opposition mm-hmm in that kind of a position. Uh, he did have a partner as a, uh, as far as a trialist was concerned. I think, I'm not 100% sure, I think he played against uh, Sporting Kansas City as well. I Again, we don't have names for these guys, so I'm not sure if he did, but I feel like they were okay. You know, Levin, you know, he's a little bit shorter on that side, so when it came to those long balls, he maybe had a few issues with headers and, and positioning, but overall, I felt like you're saying makeshift-wise, it was great, so... Um, was there anybody else that kind of stood out, or what do you feel about Arturo? I think Arturo did great as well. Arturo had a fantastic performance. He really did, and it's something that we've seen all the preseason, really. He's mm-hmm. he's come back as a very good player, and I think we're going to touch on that later today, but very, very excited about what we're seeing from him. Definitely. Um, we all, When we got to the game, we saw the lineup. We're like, yeah, are they playing a 4-4-2? And once they got on the field, it worked really well. It felt like these guys had already practiced it a bunch of times, and... Um, I believe you asked Rick about it, right, during the press Indeed. conference today. So let's Indeed. hear what he had to say. Um, well, I thought the the first game, uh, yeah, well, the main reason we did it is because Carlos has been, and Guiano's been battling a little bit of a knee issue. Um, and with Richie and, and Greg, it kind of allowed us to, to try it and to try that system a little bit. But we also played a little bit more experienced group in midfield so they could deal with having one less guy. Um, Man, you can see that, that when we have two forwards like that, we put a lot of pressure on center backs and teams that like to attack and like to let their fullbacks go, it's going to put them in big trouble. So, um, you know, we've talked about it, but I, but usually in our league, not a lot of teams come here and, and let their fullbacks go that much and attack with such reckless abandon. So it, it, we end up with, instead of having, you know, five on the back line like we do in our 4-3-3, we end up with only four on the back line. And it's, uh, I was surprised to see that Valley United was often man-to-man at the back with us. And, you know, we'll take that uh, in, in any league. If you were to look to, to play in that kind of a formation in the regular season, how do you think you'd work out the forward pairing? Well, you, you don't want to have 
two forwards that are the exact same generally in a 4-4-2 and, and I think you know Claudio brings kind of a target hold up play but so does Richie just a little bit different in his style and uh, I thought Richie and Greg really paired extremely well together Greg's been fantastic in preseason uh, the only thing he hasn't had a chance is to be, play as a single nine by himself really with the first group so we'll probably give that a run um, just to see what it looks like and I'm happy with all three of them they're very good We've scored a lot of goals for preseason, and uh, and I think it's because of a lot of the work that those guys are doing. Right, Edwin, I'm sorry. Can you, can you throw that comment up, please? We can see it there, right? Edwin strikes again, right? Mate, we spoke about this. Michael, why are you doing this, man? Everyone's just trying to, trying to do this. Listen. Edwin, we spoke about this. Come on, answer for yourself, man. Pre-show flipped it a little bit, all right? And uh, I was just excited. I had this Welsh cake next to me. I was staring at it, and I realized Ramon was teasing me in. So I was like, oh, this is my time to shine, but I hit the wrong one. Because he also talked about the formation change post-game. So I was he like, did, that. He, did, he did. That's that's true. But <laughs> I think we're gonna have to get Sean back if this carries on. I oh listen. You're doing great. Edwin. I do serve that. I do serve that. You're right. But Sean is the goat. You're right. People want more Sean. But don't worry. I'll correct my mistakes. I'll correct my mistakes. <laughs> no worries. No worries, Edwin. So uh, back to the four four two. Are we gonna continue to see this, or was this like a one time deal just because of the, the double header on Friday? I think it's got to be an option they have in the pocket, right? We okay. we've spoken so often about rising as this team that are almost one-dimensional at times right they've got uh, all they do is they they you know hammer home on the firepower that they've got in there but they Mm -hmm. come out looking roughly the same in most games Mm -hmm. don't they you know where's the the plan b you know i i remember this is a question i've been asking for years right and i remember in, in 2019 maybe harshly when I was throwing it at him when it was late in that win streak and I was asking Rick like what's the plan B because you don't you know sometimes they didn't look too good mm. and it was always about like well you know we, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing it, it is working you know yeah. we're better than anyone else pretty much out there doing what they do and they were for a lot of that time but it's just it is actually quite exciting to have a plan B um, I'm not sure how often we'll see it because yeah. as, as Rick alluded to in that you know Often the the benefit of having the two up top is that you're gonna kind of put more people on their um, a, a stretched back line, mm-hmm. right? Especially if the fullbacks are coming up, you know, it puts more pressure on them to keep people back. I, yeah. lot, they don't send, you know, a lot of teams don't come and play rising and go gung ho attack. Yeah, at all. So I don't know. I think it's something that's that's needed though in the back pocket, just in case. Just yeah, in case. I think at certain points you even saw uh, with Santi. Hurst, uh, Richie, and then Kalistri literally all the way to the front. And like you're saying, stretching that back line and, and having that kind of opens up the lanes for the midfielders to come through and, you know, put that defense on their heels. So I like the formation. I don't know if they're going to use it, you know, but apparently, uh, especially against a team that's a little bit better than, than Valley United. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I was a fan of it, especially with that duo up top. So. Great stuff, great stuff. It was a little bit chilly. I'm just going to say it because uh, if you guys were following us on Twitter again, PHNX Soft. underscore underscore rising, um, it was a little bit chilly on my end. But regardless oh, of that, if you, what was that? It's double the underscores, double the fun. Well, that's true. It? I forgot. You, you I missed, forgot. You I forgot. Edwin, we're going to get I'm fired. I'm surrounded by amateurs today, guys. <laughs> this is rough. This is I was waiting rough. for him to jump on. I didn't really, I gave him a beat. But. I was so excited because I was like, this is the show that, you know, Ramon pissed off Owen before the show. So he, he'll he'll lay off me. But I guess both of us are both just of us. There's up. plenty to go around. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But. And uh, if you guys haven't followed us, again, 500 followers is our goal. We're at 410 for 11 last time. 
time I saw. Around so there. you guys can get us there to the finish line. Let's do it, guys. Even if, it, if you're not on Twitter, just follow us for for the Owen and and uh, PHNX Rising content. So um, let's talk uh, before we talk about Detroit City. We did get some news uh, about something going on on Monday, Owen. Um, recently by uh, Phoenix Rising. So do you want to talk about a little bit? About yeah, we're having a, it's a camp reveal, isn't it? Uh, look, they didn't say it. They just said show up. There's a camp reveal. <laughs> There's a camp reveal, guys. Yeah, so 6 o'clock at the Churchill on Monday. Maybe, maybe more important, we're going to be there. Come on now. We're going to be there. That's the important thing. Come say hi. We will be there. Owen um, already said I'm grabbing a beer. Regardless of what's going on, I'm just gonna grab a beer after. So yeah, it'll be a good time. And if you wanna feel free to uh, say more Sean to my face, I'll take it. Oh <laughs> I'll take it live right there. But only if you buy Edwin a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a condition of that. It's a condition, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll be out there. Obviously, no one picks on the intern except me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a price on it. There's a price on it. For sure, for sure. So uh, before we talk about Detroit, let's talk. Uh, let's take a, a quick break and talk about what is going on this weekend. Uh, UFC is going on, UFC 272 more specific. Uh, so uh, when Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday, it's going to be bonkers. I don't follow UFC too much, but I saw this on my Twitter feed today, so it must be huge. So if you guys want to bet, make some money, you got to make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of UFC, and they have a knockout uh, uh, offer for new customers. So if you bet just $1 on the main event, you also get $100 in free bets no matter what. If it's a first round knockout, you get paid. Majority draw, you get paid. Double double knockout and resulting in a no contest, you get you get paid either way. So if you guys haven't downloaded DraftKings, make sure to download it on your phone. It is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you win. So it's, uh, it's super uh, convenient. Uh, and again, you guys can download it on your phones and you do have to be 21 and uh, over. Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So that's going to be a good one. I should follow UFC a little bit more. I, I'm more of a boxing guy. I know about you, Owen, but... UFC is pretty big right now, so both of them are great, great products. I mean, it's no, it's no footy. I know Owen's gonna say that right now, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a great it's time and a work. good, good offer. I mean, I might have to hit that up. I mean, gotta enjoy some UFC, and uh, I mean, I know Michael's rooting for the double knockout according to his comment, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you, you can bet either way, Michael. I don't know if the double knockout is gonna happen, but hey. Props to you. <laughs> hey, we never know. You're going to get paid regardless. Uh, yeah, shout out to everybody in the comments. We appreciate you guys tuning in this Tuesday night. Uh, PHX Rising Nation. Can't watch live tonight. Just want to say hi. If you can't watch live, you can always listen to us on the uh, on the streaming platforms, uh, platform. So if you guys can't catch us live, you know, maybe tomorrow on the way to work, you guys can just listen to that. Uh, but we appreciate everybody <laughs> everybody here on uh, on the chat. Thank you so much, guys. All right, let's move on to Detroit City FC, or as some people call it, they have a little nickname. Uh, the Nisa All-Stars. There yeah. you go. There the you go. Nisa All-Stars. <laughs> so uh, that was a great game. I actually had a lot of fun because I don't think we had seen Rising like this the entire preseason. Um, it was uh, a 2-2 two, two to two final score, but it went into halftime with Rising being down by two. So it was a great game to see. The starting lineup uh, was Lalo Delgado, Ryan Flood, James Musa, Farrell, Chaston, uh, Lambert, Quinn. Uh, Trialist number two, Marcus Epps, Ivan Gutierrez, and Claudio Repetto. So a pretty strong lineup for that second game. So what what, what happened uh, during the first half, Owen? Why did they go down two goals um, in, at half? 
I think that Rising had a spell where they they started the game really confidently, mm-hmm. right? You know, within, within 60 seconds, they'd created a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few minutes later, they win a penalty, and then Claudio Repetto's effort wasn't... It wasn't his best effort. Let's be let's be honest about that, right? It was, it was a, a good. It, yeah. right. a, any penalty save is a good save, right? You know, it's it's hard to really, you know, <laughs> but but it he could have challenged the goalkeeper a little bit more. Let's put it yeah. that way. I think I know Rick mentioned tactically they weren't quite prepared for what um what Detroit brought and it was different. It was something very different. We don't normally see uh, formations in USL where you've got that like five at the back or. Mm-hmm three and two wing-backs, however you want to describe it, mm-hmm. while also having two players up top. Um, and that's what they went with, with, I believe it was two trialists, one of whom we know to be Billy Forbes. The other one uh, Rick mentioned in the in the post-game was Francis Atuahene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, they just caught them at times, especially as the half went on and rising. I think, you know, they'd lost some of the confidence maybe from that the early struggles, yeah. missed penalty. There was another opportunity that Repetto really should, probably should have buried. It was a, like a header, right? I, yeah, I well, it was, it was, the ball came in, you know, it, it, he had the ball, I believe, at his feet. It was, you know, literally about two yards out mm-hmm. and it was just straight at the goalkeeper and it's, it's hard, you know, uh, when, when you miss those chances early, it starts to slip away from you. You do start to feel like it's not your night, especially yeah. if, if tactically, you know, you're struggling, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. But, hey, in the end, they did come back in the second half, so you can't knock them for that. That's true. Yeah, I, I just felt like Detroit really packed the middle, and I think Rising just weren't able to, once they had a, the the ball in their feet, especially uh, Quinn, he wasn't able to turn around, and once he did, even then the lanes were cut off pretty quickly. So just for them to be able to move the transition again from the back all the way to the uh, to Detroit's uh, half, that was a bit of a difficult uh, time for Rising. And so, uh, unfortunately, there were some defensive mistakes, too. And that's why uh, Detroit was able to come up. But, you know, uh, second half was a completely different game. They came out firing. And so what were the changes for Rising during that second half against Detroit? I think they just came out a little bit more, perhaps prepared, a little bit more confident at You think that Rink uh, you know? kind of chimed into yeah, them a little yeah. bit? <laughs> yeah, he, he'd had that kind of conversation of, you know, don't let certain things get into your mind, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that they had been in, in the first half. And I think that just kind of settled them down a bit. Um, they came out, ultimately, you know, you get the one goal via the own goal, which you'll take it, right? Yeah. You know, you'll take it. I, got, I, got I, mean, any, I don't think it was just a random own goal. goal. Yeah, it but, doesn't, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. it was a cross in right in the... I mean, it was a bit weird because you remember it came off the guy's head. Yeah, yeah. Then it went straight to the goalkeeper. <laughs> he kind of trickled in. It was, it was a bit messy, but... Yeah. And then, I mean, Ryan Flood's strike was... We, we've been, you know, we've been waiting to see that. We've seen him try it mm-hmm. a few times. We've been waiting to see when I actually hit the net. And it was just phenomenal. I liked his goal uh, because I don't think I even clapped or anything. I, like, uh, or really did anything. Uh, I just kind of looked at Edwin and you and we all just kind of went, Okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> like, it, it just happened goal. so quickly. And I, I honestly expected the ball to sail out. But then it dipped over the keeper, and I was like, holy, holy crap. You know, it was great. So um, a great comeback in the second half. Marcus Epps, I felt like, was the guy that, like, kind of the catalyst behind that. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah I think that, you know, Epps, one thing we have seen from Marcus Epps is that, you know, as much as sometimes you can question, has he got the goal-scoring ability and all of that, you know, especially when he's stepping into Solomon Asante's footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. 
one thing that we have seen is the fact that his footwork and his ability to work in those spaces, it's he's just brilliant in those mm-hmm. spaces. And if he can keep creating that kind of danger, you know, it's... It really bodes well. It really bodes well for the season, especially if you've got Santi scoring goals, you've got whoever's playing at number nine scoring goals. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need Marcus Epps to be scoring goals at a high yeah. rate. You need him to be helping create goals. And mm-hmm. I think that from what we've seen so far, I think he's perfectly suited to doing that. Yeah, he dropped down a lot, which literally passing uh, uh, the, the halfway line in order to get the ball and be able to move it forward. And I think that's the little spark that rising were missing. And so once he did that, the game opened up a lot more and he was able to uh, get more involved offensively, which was awesome. Um, the the academy player showed up for the last 15 minutes right after the Ryan Flood golazo. What did you think? I, I was happily surprised by these, these kids and they were able to keep the score even and might have even won the game. Can you imagine <laughs> if the Nisa All-Stars had fallen to a bunch of actual teenagers? And, you know, when we say a bunch of actual teenagers, right, in these friendlies, you expect that there will be academy kids will be out there. You'll put a couple out. You'll throw some out. You know, it, they, there was an entire 11 of academy kids. They stopped everyone and the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. It was a full academy team. They were all like 16, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And while I think that they were under fire at times, that you know, were there many moments that really stood out to you as I think Detroit are going to score? Uh, not really. I don't think they were really. No. Pre- there was one play where, and I was mentioning this to Edwin because we both kind of looked at each other. Number three, the center back uh, for Rising, he was timing his his uh, tackles really well. He was looking at the pitch and knowing where to step in. I was really surprised by him, and I was like, you know what, this guy could could really play. And he he was. I was happily surprised. But any like super chance at like at the third goal from Detroit, I didn't see it at all. I think they held mm-hmm. their own. Well, was Rising actually, there was that one opportunity, yeah. and I'm I'm sorry to put the kid who was wearing the number nine shit on blast on here, but. You had the opportunity, my man. It, the defender slipped, and mm-hmm. he's got you know the whole goal the there, box, yeah. and he couldn't mm-hmm. keep it down. And it's it's unfortunate, right? It yeah. happens. It happens, especially when you know you're a literal teenager up against professionals. You and know? again, and it's it, only fifteen minutes. You know, it was only fifteen minutes, but they really yeah. played well. I think they should be really proud of how well that they did, mm-hmm. given the circumstances. And I think uh, I think Rick, after the the game, he made uh, in that clip that we played, he made it a point to to thank the players and and congratulate them on their efforts because that's not that's not a uh, you know a bad thing to accomplish to be able to hold your own against uh, these these players from Detroit. So. Uh, I, I was happy. Number nine, he had that chance. But overall, I, I was really happy with, with all of them. Um, let's see here. We got some comments. Justin, live from the gym. Your voices will get me pumped, pumped up plenty. Let's go. Let's go. I like that. Um, Justin, uh, Floody sophomore statement. Let's go. Yeah, that I can't say enough about that goal because I was really surprised. But it, it, I think it was the first golazo that I've seen from the preseason. But uh I don't know what you think, Edwin. I, I was happily surprised by that goal. I think we should give the fans the opportunity to see the goal. Let's go. And then I'll talk about it. How yes, about sir. that? Yeah, that was that was a goal. Yeah. And again, I don't know if you noticed if you if you guys didn't see it on that first time, 
Marcus Epps was the one that gave the pass to Flood to be able to carry that that ball up that space. So, but Edwin, what, what were your thoughts on it? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought it was like a lot of people are just saying now, even in the comments, it was a golasso. And I think we saw a very passionate Ryan Flood in the second half. I think in the first half, he was getting into the game and you can see a little bit of what we saw of the Ryan Flood that kind of got dropped toward the end of last season. Toward the second half, he was very vocal. I mean, mm-hmm. if you heard any mistake, he he let his voice be be heard. You know, I'm not going. We can hear everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Empty that stadium. empty stadium, just everything carries in there. Exactly. So I think for uh, for Ryan, I mean, we heard everything, and I can't repeat what he said on the air, but he he you know he was passionate <laughs> into the game, and so I was waiting for his moment, and then when he did that goal, I mean. It, the the crowd obviously there was no crowd but I mean the other team was just stunned and he gave the shush celebration so that's how you know you're passionate about a goal you give a shush celebration so I think that's huge for him I think it's huge for his confidence heading mm-hmm. into the season because after what happened last season your your confidence is going to be out as a player so for someone like Ryan as an option off the bench you need him to be clicking mm-hmm. just in case something happens to one of the wing backs and he can step in there so i think that obviously is just a huge sentiment and we saw that in, in, in a version of a goal i did want the rest of the players though to come out and like maybe hug him or dap him up or something because he came out to the touchline and everybody was just like hey yeah good goal like like no that was that was sick man let's <laughs> Yeah, Justin's like, who, who's he such, such, shushing, though? The people that are rooting for him? Yeah. I mean, the Golden Guard supporters, maybe? The who haters? Knows? I think it was more the bench. I think the bench <laughs> were going at Ryan Flood because he was being very vocal. So I think uh, I think at least that had to do something with it. I yeah. mean, at least I like the thing. I don't yeah. know. No, but it was a great goal, definitely. And I like that. I like that Ryan Flood is stepping up. And now you have that little kind of battle between Babu and him on that side because Babu had a, a great game against Valley United as well. So I like that little jostling for positioning mm-hmm. to see who can who can be the starter. Yep. So great stuff. Um, anything that you think, Owen, that, you know, uh, based off these two games that we saw on Friday, sh- that Rising should improve heading into next or this upcoming Saturday? Um, I think that it, it's, it's hard to say really because we haven't, actually watched them lose mm-hmm. this year have we um i think houston i think houston but we didn't get to see that oh, game we, we, almost, we don't that. really know where it went wrong yeah um it's the only game that we haven't been able to see mm-hmm. at least um it, it's hard i think that you know most of the team we know what is likely to come out there mm-hmm. um even if rick will keep saying you know yes there's competition this that and the in and like I know there's a degree of competition, but we we know that you know we know what the lineup is likely going to be with yeah. one or two caveats. And I think that's the striker position. We still really need to work out who is going to be that number nine. Yeah. Um, I think that beyond that, it's it's just continuing to you know grow in the um in terms of just chemistry between players mm-hmm. and making sure that, you know, they're spending time with each other and on all of that so that they, they're ready for when they do actually face against a, a Monterey Bay team that, mm-hmm. you know, without wanting to go into what we're expecting to see out of them too much today, it's, yeah. it's an expansion team. Um, there's limited knowledge about what's happening there. I mean, I, I and Scott's just commenting in here, though, I think he has got a... Uh, a point to make there that you know the defensive midfielders is filling in at centre back, not necessarily the the best option. I, I think that I know that Rick has had some uh, a couple more trialists um, taking a look. Uh, mm-hmm. He mentioned about that today. So 
I think there's still time for some movement in that position, yeah. but I think you're you're probably right, Scott. That is probably the main uh, thing to. They did have a midfielder about. as a trialist against Detroit. I don't know if you were able to find out any info about him. Ah, uh, there's only so much information that we can <laughs> find on these, but uh, yeah. a name of Marco Alfonso I've heard thrown around. So, mm, and if you Google it, it takes you to GCU. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. It was good to see him. I was. I, I don't. I don't think he blew me away uh, as far as the, in the midfield. He did give the first pass uh, to set up Epps for that uh, penalty that um, in the first half, but he played. Mm-hmm. He played okay. I I wasn't really too blown away, but definitely I think there's other spaces mm-hmm. maybe we. Uh, or rising need uh, need yeah. some other players at this time. Um, so this week uh, Saturday, there's another doubleheader, which is against GCU and uh, FC Tucson. Uh, we're gonna be there on Saturday. It's gonna be a fun time. Hopefully not as chilly, because I was wearing like four layers, man. I'm telling you, it was cold. I, gosh, I, it's not that bad. <laughs> you're, you're talking to a desert boy, born in Nogales, barely leaves the city. This is yeah, sad. absolutely. I'm I'm with him right there. <laughs> Also, can I say, I'll, yes, help, I'll help out Owen with this. Uh, for me, who, what I want to see come this upcoming doubleheader is some players step up a little more. And I, for me, I, one name resonates that I think I was a little disappointed last season and a little disappointed in this preseason is Ivan Gutierrez. I think he came in with a yeah. good resume and he had international kind of pedigree and all that. So I, I was expecting a lot from him off the bench. And... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he he he's got he's gotten that click. He hasn't fit that that team yet. He hasn't maybe meshed with the team well or kind of gotten his play style yet. Because I think that I expected him to not be on the level of Arturo, and I'm not saying he he has to be, but I think he was gonna play it like a off the bench can be impactful role last season. He wasn't that in this preseason. We saw him start in the second game, and it seems like he he didn't know his role. So I I would like to see kind of. Him and maybe some of the defense, you know, uh, there was times in the first half where they had lapses. They had turnovers that mm-hmm. there was issues. So mm-hmm. maybe that is another thing I'll, I'll add. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all really valid. I think that Gutierrez, I mean, like, we, we saw him just kind of drop off last season. We, oh, he never really featured, did he? Of any note last season. It was like a handful of appearances off the bench. Well, they were like now, really short ones. He just looks like he's running around. I don't really see him talking or, hey, demanding the ball. You know, he's he's on that left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't see it. Like, I just feel like he's just filling in the position and not really impacting the game itself. So, definitely something to look for, uh, to keep an eye out moving forward. Uh, there was a press conference today, Owen. Any updates on, on what's going on? Yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, Manuel Madrid was mentioned in there. He had his first uh, training session back. Full training session today. Okay. Apparently, quite a, a hard session to come back in, so they're going to have to reevaluate him. Um, in terms of, since actually I'll link that in with uh, one of the questions you had there about the formations, I think we're going to use and all of that. I think that what we're realistically going to expect to see, I think based on on how Rick was talking, is we're probably going to see the four three three as the uh, the main formation um, going into this season. The other stuff like the four four two and all of that, uh, there are options there on the side. Um, mm-hmm can be picked out when as and when needed um in terms of uh carlos anguiano there's someone we didn't see on the mm-hmm. weekend the reason we didn't see him he was dealing with some some knee issues um okay. and uh, as far as i can tell he's still maybe dealing with those knee issues not really too clear um from rick on that but you know i think that's those are the main things really to update it's those injuries isn't it right yeah. it's, it's always the injuries those are always <laughs> the uh... uh and then also speaking of injuries niall was there on friday 
he didn't seem like he had just had surgery because <laughs> he was walking no, around. No, and he, I saw him at training today, and he's out there lifting weights. Oh, wow. Think, yeah. So they said four to six months. Might be four to six days. I don't know. We'll, well. see. we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you for those comments, everybody. Uh, Justin uh, saying, how did Lalo look to you guys? I think that we'd... Um we'd been impressed by Lalo throughout a lot of this preseason and what we saw from Lalo against Detroit was kind of the Lalo that we saw last year at times and he made some good saves he did make some good saves mm-hmm. in there and, and kept them out when maybe he shouldn't have but there were also errors in there I think there's at least one moment in the first half where I just remember he spilled the ball and it was just a mess in that penalty area right I, I you know he ended up having to clear it by by foot and mm-hmm. it it was concerning um and i think that he can if he can look more like the lala that we've seen in some of the other preseason games i feel a lot better than yeah. the lala that we saw against detroit city um but look at, at the end of the day it's he's not going to get that many minutes probably in the season mm-hmm. unless something happens to ben Lund. Mm-hmm. um so I, I worry that what we'll see from Lalo will be much of what we saw last season simply because he isn't getting playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be what we saw against Detroit City because he's not getting playing time. I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a hard one. It's always a hard one with a backup goalkeeper. Always well, I, a hard one. Oh, and at least for me, I'll, I'll ship in a little bit. I think I feel a little more comfortable if he had to come in. I think that's the biggest thing is last season. I don't know if I would have felt that same way. I think that's why they brought in both Ben Lutt, Andre Rawls when, with the Lumen situation. So I think there's areas to improve. Absolutely. We saw that quite a bit. But if need be, come in an injury to Lunt. Again, I'm not you know wishing that on, on Lunt or anything. But I would feel more comfortable with Lalo, look, the way he's looked in the first few games, hoping that he doesn't repeat what he did in that final game. Yeah, definitely. And again, they got two more preseason games coming up, the final two before the regular season starts. So kind of like the last test, you know, I think uh, both teams will be playing 90 minutes just to get their fitness uh, going. So uh, definitely something I'm looking forward to. We did talk about Arturo a little bit earlier, and I know you wanted to maybe touch on that a little bit, Owen. Uh, And did uh, ask uh, Seijas today uh, regarding Arturo and how, you know, some stuff that he's been speaking to him about. Anything you want to kind of plug in before? We play the video? You know what, let's play the video first, and then I'll, I'll come in with my opinion there. Let's do it. I think he's more conscious of when he has to release the ball. Uh, sometimes last year I, I talked to him a lot uh, that sometimes he's, he was taking a lot of uh, inefficient touches. Uh, watching him on the last games you can see now that that he's he knows when to keep the ball and he knows when to play fast and and when where he can be really dangerous um also last year i i tried to help him a, a, a little bit with his orientation when he received the ball uh and and he's doing very well on that it's gonna be a great season for him uh and we hope because if if he's good uh, we're going to do much, much better. All right, so I am going to come in now with my Arturo thing here. <laughs> I think that if Arturo plays up to his potential, mm-hmm. I think that he is going to be the best player on this team this year. Yeah. And I don't think that that's something that's really up for debate. Um, I think that just the sheer potential, when you see someone like... You know, in, in these past uh, two 
well, not past two, was it? It was uh, the the ones we saw last week and mm-hmm. then the Sporting Kansas City wins. The balls he was spraying forward when he was coming really deep, winning the ball deep, and then just spraying this ball forward and, and finding someone up there. Yeah. It, it was just, you know, I, I didn't expect that from him. I didn't expect to see Arturo coming deep. And, you know, the one he set up a, a chance that... I'm for, I keep doing this to death. I'm sorry, Marcus, but you should have scored that. Should have scored it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then this past weekend, he, he won, you know, a ball goes up, Joey Calistri gets on the end of it, mm-hmm. penalty. Mm-hmm. And then even even later in that game as well, actually, where Arturo comes deep, gets past a few players, then plays that weighted ball just past the defender for mm-hmm. Greg Hurst, and Greg Hurst scores. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that. I like that he's taking command of that midfield. He's doing a few scans, and I think even Rick said it. I, I may be wrong, but he said that uh, how Saijas was saying that he maybe took a couple of two extra touches that he didn't really need to, and because he has that little more time, he's able to you know uh, play those really wonderful balls that you're talking about. So uh, it's great. I, I you've been chiming about him the entire preseason. How he, he may even be like a dark horse MVP. Do you think that's kind of I think he's. Or? I think that he. Yeah, if he plays the kind of season that he's capable of, and I mean, I, I guess when you think about that, you say dark horse. Should he really be a dark horse? If we're talking about him as a potential team MVP mm. on a team that has had someone shortlisted for MVP for each of the last three seasons, that is a consistent title contender, are you really a dark horse at that point? I guess that's true. You know, I think he's a, a serious contender if he can play up to his potential. Yeah, that of course is the. Um, that's the the caveat to that is that it's if he plays up to his potential, keep it consistently throughout the season as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Yeah, we're well, definitely looking forward to that. And again, uh, they got the two preseason preseason games coming up. I have they said anything about streaming or I'm sure it's cl- going to be we're closed. We're still doors, waiting but, on that. We're yeah. still waiting on that. They will be closed door. Um, yeah. Streaming information we're waiting on. Um, we'll let you know. Yeah, and we'll again, let you know when we know. And again, on Twitter. First thing, you know, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscore, double the fun. I set him up. I was trying to set him up. He was waiting for me that time. I'm happy with that. Okay. But but if you haven't, go ahead and follow us there and we'll keep you up to date with everything having to do with Phoenix Rising. All right, y'all. Kind of winding down here, but before we kind of wrap it up, we do have one more thing. Owen has some treat for us, like I said in the beginning of the show. But I also want to talk about this shirt. Let's see if I can put it on the. There you go. Our brand new PHNX Rising podcast shirt. If you guys haven't seen it, it's right here on the screen. Go to phnxlocker.com. Go ahead and score yourself some of these shirts. We saw it at the last game. Someone had already gotten their shirt, which was amazing. So make sure to go over there and purchase that shirt before the first official game of the season. And And you should also, while you're at it, make sure that you get the, the best Rising shirt ideas that you can possibly come up with. And please tag my man here. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Do it Put it all, all week, all week. Put it all together. Maybe a long tan, Blow up his long mentions. tan shirt. I don't know. I'm long still, tan shirt. There still, we go. I'm still trying to yeah figure this now, out. Now see, someone's coming up with this. Is, we need to get this guy a job in the merchandise. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. All right, y'all. So yeah, make sure to grab that that shirt and again, phnxlocker.com. That's where you can get the shirt. All right, Owen. Let's let's do this thing. You brought some treats for us today. I know Edwin's ready. I know. I'm not ready, but I'm going to do it just for you. This is the content we're, we're looking for, but take it away. Yeah, it's uh, St. David's Day today. What was that? It is. It is St. David's Day today. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the patron saint of Wales, so it's like our national day. Oh. I think it's why we got, I'm wearing the uh, Wales top here. Nice, and we've nice. got a uh, little 
Wales flag up here, which uh, <laughs> just slowly taking over the studio. Um, but yeah, we've got some some stuff here. Um, got some uh, Welsh cakes. Uh, I said there were cookies, and I got yelled. Yeah, at, they're so. not cookies. Well, yeah. uh, we're just See gonna clap by that. So yell. yeah. Uh, can you, can you tell me what's in here or how it's made a little bit before I take a bite? Or? Uh, yeah. So it's uh, food. Okay, that yeah. works. That works. Give it about. I want. I want to see your reaction to this. Now. Okay. Okay. But then you'll tell me what's in it, right? Yeah. Should okay. he go first? I'll do. I'll do. Oh, go ahead. Go I'll ahead. be. No. Oh, all of us feel free. Okay. I know people will enjoy my chewing on the mic, but <laughs> that's really good. I like it. I approve. Edwin. Thumbs up. Hey. Oh, yeah, this is this is going down well. That's, That's a good mix with the <laughs> the next next treat. Yeah, the other thing we've got some uh, we've managed to acquire some Welsh whiskey, um, which we're just sitting here. Oh, I got I gotta get some water first before just getting some water in before uh, <laughs> moving on with that one. But yeah, pretty much this is what we. So yeah, the Welsh cakes. Uh, there's different spices in there. Uh, okay. Got raisins in there. Nice. You know, we could do it with currants instead. Is but... this what you eat during this day, or is this just like kind of like a Welsh thing? It's just like... kind of like a Welsh thing. Okay. Right? So... Is there anything special Welsh people do during this day besides just you know celebrating? Uh, just from my knowledge. To... And the... Yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting question. I know in, in schools there's a lot of um, they often have what they call the Eisteddfod. Uh, okay. Um, so it's kind of like they have a big competition and all. Um, you know, yeah, kind of stuff like that. You guys get the day off? Is it like a no. national holiday? Oh God, that that. But no? now we're getting into politics. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Now the uh, see Ed- Edwin. Edwin is the. Uh, do you want to do you want to have a guess who won't let us have the day off? Oh my God. <laughs> He's gonna put you on the spot, Edwin. <laughs> Repeat your question here, Owen. Do you want to have a guess who won't let us have the day off? Oh no! Is it the English? Maybe. Um, is it Bojo? <laughs> Not getting into specifics, but I need to get more in touch with this region's uh, politics and food. I think it's really interesting, especially now that, that I'm hanging out with you guys more. So yeah. you said uh, whiskey from Wales, right? Yeah, apparently this okay. is. Yeah. All right, so let's give it a shot. I think my mom's watching the show, so I don't know if she's gonna be fine of this. But that's really nice. That's really good. I, <laughs> Yeah, Edwin, you look like you were pulling a face back. <laughs> well, some, it, Did you it, take the whole shot? Because I was just sipping it. Oh, I, oh yeah, I should have sipped it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know. Sometimes you, when you get a little bit of drink, you just you're just so tempted to just down it, you know. Um, but it's a really good Speak taste. Speak for yourself, man. Speak Ooh. for uh, yourself. It, it's really good. That's it's fun. really good. Honest, honest review, really good. Uh, clears up the sinuses a little bit, as I tell Owen. Um, but uh, it's a good taste, especially you get that nice <laughs> little ice on it a little bit. Just, just the right amount. Just have Owen be your bartender because he, he served some, it very uh, well. <laughs> no, we see, we need some Justin. Uh, Justin says Welsh chewing a- ASMR. <laughs> I'm just sit here chewing into the mic. Yeah. Oh. Hey, if you listen to us on uh, streaming platforms, you're gonna get all of it. So, so looking mm-hmm. forward to that. All right, I like I like this. Thank you, Owen, for bringing that. Appreciate it. Oh, man. I'm going to have to finish that after, and then I got soccer practice. Okay. Fun stuff here, but really great show today, guys, uh, <laughs> as well as in Canada. All right. Before we get up, Edwin is, like, dying behind the, <laughs> the desk over there. I thought, I thought you had to go to work, Rising Nation. I what think, what well, happened Rising, here? Rising Nation always has the best questions, and, you know, it's something in the back of my head. Is Wells in Canada? I can confirm <laughs> the answer is no. Mmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. I saw someone. This is not in the same lines, but I saw someone 
under the uh, the Twitter post for the event on Monday. Because uh, they didn't say it was a jersey reveal, mm-hmm. right? But someone said, is this for the new li- liquor license? <laughs> <laughs> liquor license reveal. That's pretty funny. But oh. <laughs> it's an England Edward. Dang, he, right, he called I'm, you by your okay. government. We'll, we'll get Michael blocked. It's okay. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we appreciate everybody in the comments. Uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in this Tuesday. But that kind of wraps it up for us. Uh, this Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, the game against GCU and uh, FC Tucson, so that's going to be really good. Anything that anything else they should be looking forward to on Thursday? I, th- I think we should talk a little bit more about what we're hoping to see in the kit. Ooh. Let's talk. You know, I know we when when you were gone, unfortunately, Ramon. Yeah. You know, it was all the talk about um, you know what our favorite one so far is. But I think we should have a talk about what our ideal rising kit would look we should, like. All three should design. Oh yeah. Oh, and then yeah. we'll Let's put it on it. the screen, and then y'all can it. tell us which Let's one's the best it. one. I'm down. Let's do it, Edwin. I don't know if you guys followed this, but it's like the it's called like NBA paint art, mm. where it's a stick man that they draw and it's terrible. That's gonna be my art. I know I'm not gonna get any votes because my design. No, terrible. I think you're probably gonna win. <laughs> I'm just gonna write the color red. Red. <laughs> and I just point out as where I want it to be. As long as the kit isn't white, make it a color other than white or just red written on it. <laughs> I, <laughs> then you're good. I, I, don't worry. We'll we'll do that though. I do like that we'll idea. That, right? I, I, um, I'm not a design artist, though, so I'm just yeah. letting y'all know ahead of time. That's going to be fun. Which means you're going to win, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, uh, that kind of wraps it up for us. So we appreciate you tuning in this Tuesday night. And if you're listening to us on any of the streaming platforms, we appreciate you. If you haven't, please rate and subscribe there as well. If you leave us a five-star review, Owen will bring you a hand-deliver, uh, a Welsh, uh, Welsh uh, pastry over there to you. So. Just make sure to do that. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday, guys. And if you haven't, again, follow us on PHNX underscore underscore rising. We're trying to get to 500 uh, 500 followers. And so if you guys could help us out, out, draw them in in crayon. (laughs) Uh, If you guys could help us out, we would appreciate it. Anything else, Edwin? Owen? Uh, What what he said. (laughs) Go with the Welsh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a great night. Take care.